ESPN and Tommy Boy present Jump Jams, the hottest crowd puppet sports jams of all time. Jump Jams, available at record stores everywhere. the earbuds and earworms i'm amy and this week i'm joined by mike frizzell of the little red bandwagon podcast yes i think you might be like the the first co-host to do a second one because we first did, oh. we first did the original um why are you so into this right so that was so fun <laughs> it was and um of course like i was like oh i'm gonna have mike on or i'm gonna try to get you on again and then like I probably pressured you into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of spare time, so uh, it's it's pretty easy for me to make make time. Yeah, well, but also um, you're fun to talk to. So that's oh, thank you. You chose the theme this week, and what is the yes, I did. Yeah, what is the theme? The theme is jock jams. <laughs> the music, the arena rock that that uh, we either love or drives us crazy. I, I like and uh you also are an actual real live sports fan. So Absolutely. <laughs> I feel bad cuz I came with I don't know a lot of jock jams. Um cuz I don't go to a lot of live events, mm -hmm. but I used to when I was younger and of course I believe the NCAA basketball used to like they had a tournament in Jackson, Tennessee that uh mm -hmm. we would always go see as a field trip just because it was on campus. And then, um, then I was in marching band. So that's about as much as I know about sports music. <laughs> were you in a uh, marching band, uh, just in high school or did you, were you in the band in college as well? I was in middle school and high school, but my rear view mirror melted off of my van during summer, like band camp. And I was like, you know what? I, I think I'm done and it's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> like I walked out yeah. to my car and I tried to look in my rearview mirror, and I was like, well, that's missing. And I found it in the oh floor, and I walked to my band director after most of the flute section had left, and I handed them my rearview mirror, and I was like, you know what, guys? I don't think I can do this anymore. I've got a job, and this isn't fun for me to experience because I didn't like being the only flute mm -hmm. on the field because if you screw up, they definitely know you did it. Oh, right. And that was right. a lot of pressure because I was never like a first chair person and I didn't want to play piccolo. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to make me play piccolo. You know what? I, I, I was in band in junior high and I played the drums, <laughs> snare drum and bass drum, right? Mm -hmm. And and I definitely benefited from being one of many <laughs> because I was terrible at it. Wait, I'm sorry. You're a drummer? <laughs> uh, not really, no. I know, but I'm just saying. I never played on a kit or anything, but... But uh, and I did a lot of mock drumming. Well, they could just let the guys who knew what they were doing. You just you wanted know, to be in the, the drum, drum line, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I never went. It was just class, like band class or whatever. I was never, never someone who you know went out to the games or anything like ah, that. So that was my love was going to the games mm -hmm. and halftime shows. I love. I was usually shows. playing in the games. <laughs> oh yeah, because you were actually a sport baller. Yeah, I was, I was quite the ball. <laughs> was it basketball or football or soccer or baseball? I was too skinny for basketball, but I did play um, 
baseball, basketball, and soccer. And is that how you came to love, like, love and hate arena rock? Um, well, my dad, uh, when I was growing up, um, my parents argued all the time. My dad would come home from work and my mom would just start yelling at him and he would start yelling back. And often he would just grab me and we'd either go to a movie or we'd go to like a Seattle Supersonics ah, game. The Seattle Supersonics. So, yeah. So don't exist anymore. And it's a sore subject, but, um, <laughs> But yeah, my dad would would drag me to those games, and also he he played for Seattle University in college, and he had lifetime passes to the Seattle University games, so we would go to all of those as well. That sounds really sweet. I feel bad now for never yeah. going to like the Tigers or the Grizzlies games, but the the football games are too cold, and mm-hmm. the Tigers are hugely popular. And so it's kind of crazy. Like you have to stand in line outside forever to get your free tickets. So I don't want to do that. <laughs> and I really should because mm-hmm. I need to drag Ella to at least some football and basketball games before I no longer go to University of Memphis. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because you do. You get the you get the free free tickets, right? Yep. And she's going to probably be tall. So maybe I can just ease her into the indoor sport. You know, yeah, I like indoor sports. So you don't have to sit outside in the rain to watch her play soccer or soccer or baseball, which is um, yeah, as much fun as it is to play. It's not as much fun to watch unless you no, are really. in a stadium, right? So. And unless the skill level is really, really high. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Sometimes the double A's are pretty good or triple A's. Oh no, I'm talking about like like I'm just little league, oh. you know, not not <laughs> No. I don't want any metal benches. Sometimes it's rough to watch kids just overthrow each other over and over, you know. Oh, and also I fear the snack time. Oh, snack. <laughs> don't even get me started on snack. <laughs> well, of course, why does it matter uh for the music, especially cuz you have the connection with the the games? Well, it it matter I think it matters more to other people than to me. Uh the 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 music and the sound effects and everything that they play in the stadium. Sometimes it can be a little bit much for me, especially like with NBA games now. And you classically um, hate music, right? I do. I hate music and I hate, I hate music that's like interfering or interrupting my enjoyment of the game because at NBA games, they even play like sound effects and sometimes a little bit of music while the players are playing. Oh, really? To me, that's a, yeah, that's a that's a step too far. So for me. if it, like during the actual events they're having sound effects going as the action's happening? Yeah, they'll have they'll have um a recording of defense, defense or they'll have drum beats going and and then every time out is it's it's <laughs> like uh an epileptic nightmare. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Maybe I do need to go to more like NBA games. <laughs> It's just down the street. Well, you'll street. be entertained. That's that's why they that's why they do it is because um a lot of people aren't as into the game mm-hmm. as I am and they they need that that constant the entertainment event. and that's why it's happening. Okay. Yeah. It's every basketball game has to be like a huge event. <laughs> and um what is the song you brought? All right. The song I brought um it's it's from a band. I have no idea their background. I can only imagine they're European. <laughs> Kerncraft 400. The the song is Zombie Nation. Zombie Nation. 
like the band sounds like it's supposed to be a type of a uh, type of boat. <laughs> yeah, the Kern Craft 400, sure. And I had no expect it's one of those wooden boats. Yeah, I had no ex- expectation you'd bring like an EDM song. Well, there's a story behind this song. I used to work for a um, uh, Papa John's franchisee in Seattle, in Portland, and we um, we negotiated the rights to sell pizza at the baseball stadium, Safeco Field. And for five years, I was in charge of that project, <laughs> oh. which meant that uh, for a night game, I would have to get down there at about 10 or 11 in the morning, and I wouldn't get out of there till usually 11.30 or midnight. And this would be home stands of like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 games in a row. And then you'd have a week or week and a half off where I'd just do my regular job. But um, they would play this song every night. I think it was, I think it was in the eighth inning mm-hmm. in the middle of the eighth inning. And I don't think it's a terrible song. If the, if the stadium is full and it's rocking and the game's close or whatever, mm-hmm. but they would play it every night which includes like a tuesday night in april when it's 40 degrees and there's 12,000 people uh if that freezing their asses off and the what bothers me a little bit about it is it's fake crowd noise oh uh, yeah know, the, it does have like oh. the, yeah it, it's very yeah. manufactured like crowd and so uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> I can imagine that is kind of horrifying if you're listening to it every single time there's a game, no matter what, no matter if there's a billion people there or not. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty exciting when the stadium is full, like 40,000 people and the game's close or whatever. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, every night, the only, the only, if I had to bright side it, <laughs> I would say that because they played it between the eighth and ninth inning, I was usually wrapping up <laughs> business in all the five stands, you know, and I'd be like picking up my picking up my supplies and extras and doing some inventory and I, and things were winding down. It meant that I was going to be, it got, if God forbid it went into extra innings, I was in trouble. But um, if the game was decided in nine innings, I was about maybe an hour away from getting home oh. or going home. Okay. So it was like a little bit of a cue that you're about to get to leave. And yes. <laughs> yes. it's like, um, I'm trying to think of any song like that. Maybe like closing time at like a, Mm-hmm. If you have to work at a bar that plays closing time. Right, right. You'd be like, oh, thank God. I don't have to it's, talk to these drunks anymore. Yeah. Or it's like, I just need to scoot these people out to the curb. <laughs> right, so. right. Do they actually, I don't go to bars at all anymore. Do they play that at closing time? I usually go to like sketchy neighborhood bars in my neighborhood. So mm-hmm. that's mostly like the lights come up and like the, na- like, the bartender's like, hey, you got to go. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You get to get home. And I'm like, yes. And all that stuff. So it's not necessarily like music-based bars. But I'm thinking like there's a TJ Mulligans in Jackson that I think used to do that. And it was really tacky. <laughs> or it was called mm-hmm. Mulligans. Like it was a TJ Mulligans. And then um, they lost their franchise. And they just took <laughs> the TJ off and just became Mulligans. Uh. I'm not even sure if like that a bar's... Fake, like a knockoff taco time. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, I just want to mention one more song where we don't have to play it. Everyone knows it. It's um, Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline, which they play in a lot of stadiums now. It started, I think, in Boston. And I just hate it. Oh, I just hate it so much. I love that song, but I realize it can get pretty repetitive, but I still love it. Well, and <laughs> But the, the shtick is 
when he goes dum 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 when when <laughs> yeah when the the song goes bum bum everyone does that and I'm like that's some pretty low hanging fruit right there you know oh <laughs> but it's Neil Diamond it's the best part <laughs> uh, I like his hair that's all I can say about it is hair. um it is a work of art is his hair <laughs> yes it really is it really yes. is. Now, I... And not outsider art, very much insider art. Yes. <laughs> um, now, I got kind of nostalgic when I chose mine, which is Wilson Pickett's Land of a Thousand Dances. football games that ever played at in Jackson, Tennessee, because both my band directors loved it as like hurrah music in the stands. So we played it yeah. all the time, all the time. And it's, it's pretty I mean, that's a, that's a fast song. I mean, that's, you gotta be a pretty good band to pull that off. A pretty good marching band to pull that off. I think. Well, we were doing that. That was our stands. Like, in the stands, we do stuff. We do like Michael Jackson out on the field, but we do Land of uh-huh. a Thousand Dances kind of to like quickly throw in some like, you know, jazziness while there's a, I don't know, when they're talking on the side of the field in football. Right. Uh, what is that called? A timeout? Timeouts. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the timeouts. So they would do that. And our team always lost, but people would always come for the band because we had a really good band in both middle and high school until. It wasn't that seems good. to be all oh, the way it is. You either have a good band or a good team. It's very few schools have both. Have both. Yeah. It seems like. No, we were we were one of those competitive marching bands in high school. So that nice. that was the goal was to competitively march and do very well. And I just love this song. I've never. I, I I've heard the song before. I've never heard it at a game, but it would be a really great song while the kiss cam <laughs> is going on. Oh, you see, I I didn't even think about that, but it would be because it does kind of have it's very quick. So you like mm-hmm. I can definitely see that happening. Are there sound effects? Lots for the of kiss quick can- cuts around the stadium, <laughs> you know, trying to get people to kiss. Yeah. Now, we did get uh, some songs that I think are pretty much staples of sports games from our ear buddies. And mm-hmm. the first one is Jason Botter, co-host Emeritus, and he brought Kid Rock's Ba with the Ba with the Ba. 
And he said, here you go. This song being at basketball games ruined it for me. It's one of the few Kid Rock songs I could still stand. I hate it, and I, ho- I hope to never hear anything musical about Kid Rock again. Um, Kid Rock is problematic in many ways, and this song just is overplayed. <laughs> and it was just so tacky to me whenever I was in high school when it came out. It's just nothing but tacky. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I don't think it got played a lot, uh, in Seattle. It it never got played at the baseball games because it it wasn't really a kid rock crowd, you know, it's kind of a, kind of a family crowd, but, um, I do have one, one, uh, put up for, for kid rock. There's something I actually, something of his that I actually enjoyed and that was his role in Joe Dirt. Oh, was he in Joe Dirt? Like his, yeah, he, he took a turn as. Someone even more of a dirtbag than Joe than Dirt. Joe Dirt. Wow, I could actually see that, and I kind of like would I avoided Joe Dirt for a while because mm-hmm. there's this part of like being Southern where you know everybody thinks we sometimes live in trailers and are very mm-hmm. kind of tacky, and I just kind of like I think it's just reflexive for me to hate that part. Sure, so, I, get, I get that. <laughs> and that's why I never got really into Kid Rock is because I was like, ooh. And he's not even from mm-hmm. down here. He's from up north. So I was like, I, I think you can have rednecks yeah. everywhere, though. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Now, Hannah brought, I think it's Darude uh, Sandstorm. classic one she says i am by no means a sports fan but i don't think i've ever been to an event where this was not played at least seven times to fill time i can't say i've got an opinion on it either way but there isn't a college sports sports ball game without a sandstorm during a timeout or 12 <laughs> now up in seattle and in austin texas or any other game places that you've gone have you listened to like a bajillion sandstorms I am familiar with it. I that it's it's used sort of as um wallpaper. Okay. Music. It's not like a featured song. It's just kind of a filler. The timeouts. And <laughs> Yeah, and I it, when there's nothing really big going on in the timeouts except for like maybe um there's like a contest or something on the court. Oh. Or on the field. You know, someone's taking a half-court shot or things like that. Or there's, like, some sort of, out. like, mascot run or yeah. some of the mm-hmm. – like, I love that in – I don't know if it's so much in major leagues, but in minor league games uh, in baseball, they always have, like, ridiculous games. And I think it's to draw in crowds. But, like, yeah. they, they usually have these, like, 
field games that are hilarious, but I would never want to be chosen for them. And I can imagine Sandstorm being played through, like, I don't know, the potato sack race. Well, what, what's uh, what's amazing to me is the low stakes that people will <laughs> get on the court to, to do these things. Like, if it's a half-court shot to win a car or, you know, so doing a puck a, sh- a shot at a hockey game to win a motorcycle or a chainsaw or something, that's one thing. <laughs> But, you know, like a $50 Applebee's or whatever. Or I'd, a Slurpee. I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So, uh, yeah, it is. I think it's the, like, I guess it's more of, like, the people who really want to just be out there and do that. Yeah. And I'm too mortified yeah. to do that. Right. <laughs> the only way I want to step, ever, ever would have wanted to step on the court or the field or whatever is is if there was a big prize on the line or I was actually playing in, in the game. <laughs> so, other than that. Let somebody else take a turn in the spotlight. No, you don't want to fall down in front of the whole court while you're trying to get like <laughs> right, two exactly. Slurpees. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> the stakes. Because people are huh? a lot of people are rooting against you when you're out there. Oh, uh, the people who wanted to go up. <laughs> the people who like watching car crashes in NASCAR are the ones rooting for you to fall in your ass on the court. Yeah, yeah, that's totally why I would never do that. But now, Asia brought. One of uh, probably the most classic of the sports skitball like songs, and it's Queen's "We Will Rock You." Kicking your can all over the place, singing "We will, we will rock you." We will, we will rock you. Buddy, you're a young man, hard man, shouting in the street. You're gonna take on the world someday. You got blood on your face. A big disgrace, waving your banner all over the place. We will, we will rock you. Sing it out. We will, we will rock you. Buddy, you're an old man, poor man, pleading with your eyes, gonna make you zombie someday. You got mud on your face. Big disgrace, somebody better put your bag into your place. We will, we She says it's an obvious choice, but never really gets old, and I love the context of A Knight's Tale. And it is classic, and I love everything by Queen, which could all be played at a sports game to pump anybody up, even like Killer Queen. Mm -hmm. Killer Queen, which is kind of, I mean, it's about a drag queen, but still, like, makes you really excited to play basketball or hockey or whatever, just because it's Queen, and I just want to get up and do anything with Queen. Well, the the interesting thing about that is like people will dance to anything danceable um, because a lot of times they don't understand what this song is about. Like there are people who hate gays that dance it to YMCA and do the yeah. letters and, and all that. Mm-hmm. And, and you're just looking at them like, wow, you don't you don't even know, dude. Well, like you don't understand that this this is from Queen. And it's like Freddie Mercury. Right. And you know what? Right. You got your like MAGA hat on and you're super angry at everyone, but you're going to dance to Queen. So it kind of makes me happy. Like right. there's hope for the future. <laughs> yeah. So I, I may have heard um, these songs more than anyone in the history of the world. We Will Rock You and then We Are the Champions, which is the, the I don't know which was the A and which was the B side originally, but I had the 45. Oh. 
when I was a kid and I listened to it over and over and over. And then, of course, eventually, you know, I'm starting to go to all these games and then it's played there. Um, Yeah, I I could probably I could probably sing it note for note very terribly. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, that's how much I like lip sync to it when I was a, a kid. Well, you also have to understand Freddie Mercury is impossible to like sing no, exactly like yeah. nobody is as good as Freddie no. Mercury so we all sing no. terribly to these songs but we all love it now you got to start so low so oh, you have low to go to real try. low to even try to like get the full yeah. range or you just switch between mm-hmm. like you know keys and everything and just butcher it like I do like I throw caution mm-hmm. to the wind yeah. when I'm gonna sing it because I'm gonna sing it it's just not gonna be good <laughs> right now Jeremy H he brought 69 boys Tootsie Roll. Sixty-nine boys backed up by the Quad City DJs. What's not to love? I really could have picked anything off the incredible Jock Jams Volume One CD from 1995. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jock Jams! <laughs> but this is the one that has stuck with me. Anytime this comes on, I jump up and start singing along. I don't care where I am. And I think that I peripherally, uh, peripherally knew about this song, but now I get that it's a song about a butt. It's the, your tootsie is rolling instead of like I thought maybe mm-hmm. like you were somehow the dance involved like wrapping or unwrapping a tootsie roll. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds delicious, but but no. I no. I, I love tootsie rolls. <laughs> I only thought of this in the context of tootsie rolls, and it's not about that at all. This uh, song I've I've heard in arenas and seen in arenas, and it's very often when they do the dance cam mm-hmm. and the dance cam is usually um like one part guy really dancing fantastically <laughs> uh one part the little kids just shaking around <laughs> um one part grandma really going for it <laughs> and then a other part somebody just standing there not into it at all just staring if, off if the, yeah if the person if the person doing the the cuts uh, has a sense of humor. They, they usually put in someone who's just, you know, eating ice, sitting, sitting down, eating their ice cream, or something. and just looking up at the camera and shaking their head like, no, this. Yeah, this so isn't I'm not into this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably me. The next one, which I also I probably never put much thought into, is from Jason H. Uh, Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part Two.
Now, it's weird that he suggested this one because this is what he has to say about it. And he's definitely on the I hate side. It's like, I get physically mm-hmm. ill every time Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part 2 plays at events. Why do folks want to keep validating a convicted pederast that also enabled one of the all-time worst monsters of British entertainment, which is Jimmy Seville? First of all, I had no idea there was a backstory to this song at all. And, um, like, I think that's interesting because, you know, you do hear it at all the sports games. So it, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't even know that somebody named Gary Glitter made this song or that it was Rock and Roll Part 2 when all it said is, hey. <laughs> right. <laughs> he is something else, by the way. It, Did you, you ever get a chance to yeah. to look him up? I I used to really love that song because um, when I was a kid and also in, in college, we would go to minor league hockey games, the Seattle Thunderbirds, and that song they played every time. Really? The Thunderbirds scored. So, you know, it was exciting and the crowd would really be into it because hockey crowds, doesn't matter how many people are there. They're in, insane. <laughs> they're they're um, in love with the sport. They are 100% <laughs> in. So when that song comes on, it's pretty great. But then I did find out later, and I think it actually even happened later, his conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, to me, playing that now, I don't know if a lot of teams are still doing it, but it would be like, you know having a, a cable network and running the Cosby show. Right. Just, um, nobody wants to see it. It just brings bad feelings. Huh. I, I would be interested to know if it's still being used then. Cause, um, I, I haven't been to anything since I was in my early twenties maybe. And I know that mm-hmm. I heard it in high school, but I don't think I heard it during like when I was going to baseball games in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. But it's not really. It's, more of a, it's not a baseball game. It's song. more of a hockey one. Yeah. yeah, it's not not so much baseball. Hockey and maybe some basketball. Yeah, some basketball. I think I recall being played. So, but mm-hmm. wow. So you knew about the story beforehand, then, right? I knew about the story before he suggested. It. Yeah, I've, I've known the story for for years. I feel like I've been living under a rock then. Well, if you didn't know who Gary Glitter was, you didn't have any. <laughs> I didn't know reason to. Yeah, I had no idea to like investigate past that. Right. Um, right. Don't feel bad. Yeah. And Colian is like kind of the last one to break my heart here because he gives us rednecks Cotton Eye Joe. And um, he says, this would fall under hate. Mostly I just roll my eyes, but they play it at every game for a local minor league hockey game. And I didn't know that there was a female singer in, t- in this because I normally, as soon as I would hear that first part, try to escape wherever I was. Because I was like, ugh. Mm-hmm. My same feelings about Kid Rock go to this, like, Cotton Eye Joe banjo dance music. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard this version of it, but I know that uh, it gets played a lot in, in minor league stadiums, um, particularly baseball stadiums, and it's one of those songs that plays... You know, earlier we were talking about when you go out on the field and you do some contest and you get embarrassed or, you know, you're you're doing it for a free burrito or something. <laughs> um, one of the things that would they, they would they would play at the Everett Aquasox game, it was like the Mariners single A mm-hmm. team, um, they played Cotton Eye Joe, just like the original version or whatever, <sighs> while the people did the um, spin around uh, on the bat. You know, you put your head down on the bat and you try to run you in spin a around line. at home plate. Yeah. And then you try to run to first base and you fall in your ass and everyone laughs at you and you don't, you don't get your free burrito. That's awful. Yes. Yep. <laughs> wasn't, the, wasn't the key to that game to be like going slow? Because the person who's trying to beat you is going to go faster and get dizzier. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Just like go Probably real true. Slow. Let them Let them get their head start and you just kind of walk around slowly and then just kind of list down to first base while they full on fall down the third baseline. Yeah. Just let them go ahead and fall. I will be, <laughs> I will not be a part of the falling over in front of people. <laughs> I can right. see that. Um, I don't know. There's just, ugh, I just, it's very rednecky and I... I always get like squeamish about that stuff because I'm from the South mm. and I'm always worried about our image because that's what I do. <laughs> well, don't worry that they do that one in the Northwest. That's not okay. It's not just us. Yeah. They're not judging us then, right? No. Okay. That's no, 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 no. Well, we're judging you, but not for this in particular. <laughs> uh, as long as I can still win you over with my cute accent, right? Right. 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 I mean, I live in Texas, um, so uh, <laughs> I. It's it's not like I'm. <laughs> I mean, I chose I chose to live in Texas, so that's my that's my burden to bear. But in like is, the burbs uh, of Austin, right? right so exactly. <laughs> no, no more insect museum for you. You're living in the the mm. the, the more progressive part right now. Yeah, we're we're closer into Austin, where it's not as not as offensive and less place bugs to live. <laughs> yeah, a lot fewer a lot fewer bugs for sure. Um, so Mike, where can we find you? Well, you can uh, find me on Facebook, uh, Mike Frizzell, F-R-I-Z-Z-E-L-L, if you want to friend me there. Um, I sometimes say funny stuff. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Drew McFrizz. Or if you are, um, if you want to listen to a podcast about a podcast you don't listen to, <laughs> you could go to littleredbandwagon.com and uh, hear us um, do recaps of Too Beautiful to Live and interview uh, fans like Amy. Oh. You've been on. Yeah, like so. a while ago, so... But also, mm-hmm. you know, all the no- nostalgia and stuff. I love Little Red Bandwagon, so I love you guys. Part of the oh, 10710 Network, too. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Madam Wule and the show at E&D Pod. Uh, Facebook group is Earbuds and Earworms Podcast Group. And our voicemail line is 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837. And we didn't get any feedback this week, but you can always send stuff to endpod at gmail.com. <laughs> that would be handy dandy. And uh, of course, we have endpod.com slash Amazon for whenever you want to purchase uh, stuff on Amazon and help support the network. And y'all guys have a list, I believe, of all the cool purchases, right? Yeah, and I think we're on next week's show, we're going to um, read off a lot of the purchases and um, do some speculation on, on who ordered 
what which ones of our fans are ordering the strangest gifts oh <laughs> i wonder which things i ordered on amazon <laughs> like late at night it'll be curious yeah. i'll i'll be able to pick it out <laughs> that's how they get you yeah <laughs> um so of course we didn't get any like emails or voicemails uh what song did you bring Okay, um, I'll set up this last one. It's actually a really, a really great um, jock jam, and it's uh, played, as far as I know, only in the Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium. So you know it has to be good because <laughs> I hate the Steelers and I hate Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger. But but it's it's so great. Um, the song is is called Renegade, and it's by Sticks. And what happens is in the game. Uh, they don't play it every week if they don't need it. But if during the game, during the fourth quarter, they're down five and they need a, a big defensive stop or something, they they will play this song. Um, and it's, you know, it's a very slow build and, and there's a video that goes with it. It's all the players and, and coaches in slow motion. And then when, this, when the, the beat really hits, then it's all... <laughs> pictures of explosive defensive plays so ah. it's uh it gives it gives me tingles when i watch it even though i hate the Steelers. <laughs> oh that 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 says a lot about the song um yeah and sticks is a very very unself-aware band and, <laughs> and really did a lot of garbage but uh but this song just just works it just fits oh Thanks so much for bringing the song, and thank you so much for coming on again. Thank you for having me. I would love to do it anytime you need me. Oh, I'll, I'll probably send you messages, definitely for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hangman is coming down from the gallows, and I don't have very long. With the 30th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select T.J. Watt, linebacker, Wisconsin. I don't even want to try it. I know. Ball with the ball. There we go.